Hello, Sobertown. Welcome to the Sobertown podcast. My name is Polly. And there are three of us riding on this wonderful sober train today. But before I introduce the other two sober sisters riding with me and the topic that we're going to discuss, I just want to tell you that we are part of a wonderful community called SobertownPodcast.com. If you go to SobertownPodcast.com, you will find many, many resources plus all these podcasts. These podcasts can also be found across any of the platforms that broadcast podcasts. But if you go to SobertownPodcast.com, you will find all the resources necessary to help you build your toolbox for sobriety. I am currently at 600 and something days sober. And with me today, riding this train, is my friend and colleague and sober sister, King 13. Good morning, King 13. Good morning, Polly A. How are you? I am very well. How are you, darling? It's, it's good to see you back behind the microphone again. Yay. On, on the train. All over Christmas, yes. And you've celebrated a, a recent birthday, so you are firing oh gosh, back yes. now on all cylinders. Yeah. Um, yes, how many, how many, what's your days of sobriety now? Oh, Good question. 403 days or something, I think. So between us, we've got over a 1,000 days of sobriety. That's just us two. <sighs> and that's when I say unbelievable. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> great. Um, King and I are on the train by ourselves. We're going to pull into the station because Karina's just took a little detour. So she'll be joining us. We'll pull into the station in a little while. And Karina will join us. But the, the subject... Yeah. <laughs> whoop, whoop. Um, <laughs> choo, choo. Yeah. Uh, here we are having fun isn't that the best of sobriety have fun but we are going to talk today and remember folks we are not experts we are just ladies getting sober and doing our best to stay sober and we are doing the same as everybody listening here we are just staying sober for the next 24 hours so the topic we're going to talk about is marketing, marketing to women, the way the alcohol industry <clears throat> markets to women to encourage them to uh, drink more. And uh, we've just done some rabbit holing, <laughs> which is what we do for a while. <laughs> get on air, miners, up and get down there. Yeah, we get down the rabbit holes. And... Some of the stuff I found just absolutely boggled my mind. Um, I did some, King did the statistics and I just went and did some, um, art, looking through some articles to see how they did it. And there were some wonderful articles that um, took a knock at the marketing industry and the way that women are targeted. And we all know that it, the biggest way we're targeted is that we can't have fun without a drink in our hand. Am I right, King? Yeah, well, that's the deception. I mean, I wrote here, drink and you will be happy, and that's what every ad attains to, you know, sends you that message. Drink and you will be happy. Hey, hey, will be <laughs> all your problems will be solved. Just keep drinking and buying, and here we are. And as a advertising girl in her career, um, you know, it's, it is interesting because you've got different types of advertising, haven't you? Sometimes if you've ever watched an ad and you, you get off and you think, 
what was that for? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what was that again? Who was uh, that aimed at? Don't try to tell us. And yeah, there's a lot of subliminal advertising these days, isn't there? It's it's quite um, yeah. Look, it's it's interesting stuff. But getting back to those original um, horrible statistics that we were talking about before, I was telling you that every 52 minutes, and this is in the United States, every 52 minutes, one in 28 people are killed through. And this is daily through drunk driving. Crashes. Daily. Yep, daily. And in the USA, 261 deaths per day. Um, and 95,000 each year in just America only die. And I was just saying to this, that's, you know, it's scary. It's, yeah, yeah, it's horrible. And we, um, we talk about um, COVID numbers, but alcohol numbers are scary as shit. Yeah. We're just going to, let's just pull into the station. Oh, for there, a minute. there she is. She is. Look, She's on the platform quick, waiting for us. Let's go pick up. Pick up. Yeah. I don't know who you'll pick up on this train. I'll tell That's you it. Put your hand out and see who we can grab. And who have we grabbed to ride the train with us? Good morning. Uh, like Good morning. Like quick, quick, brother. And okay, you picked up this retrobate. Is that okay? <laughs> <laughs> hey, but no, we are no longer reprobates. We are no longer reprobates. We are good. We're good girls. Well, some days we are. We some are. days, some days. Uh, and I, we just did the introduction. I said that we'd pick you up along the way. You made a detour, and all we'd done was uh, our introduction. And King had started with some statistics. Go on with your statistics, King. Yeah, no, I was just saying. Good morning to you, sweetheart. How are you, Karina? Good morning. I'm good. Yeah, no, I was just saying, Dale, here in the United States, every 52 minutes, one, minute, one in 28 people, or sorry, basically people, yeah, are killed daily through drunk driving crashes. And it's so sad because that's so you know, preventable. It's so, it's mm-hmm. so like, in Europe. And then there's basically in America, in the USA, 261 deaths per day. That's a lot that are alcohol-related, I think. And, you know, yeah, not good. I think that I think the heartbreaking thing about that is the the word preventable. Hmm. Yeah, that's what the word I've actually put here in um preventable in, um, in brackets. Yeah, yeah. But you know they spend two hundred and forty nine million billion sorry billion dollars the good old alcohol industry. I mean that's just an incredible amount of money to be spending and for any industry to have and the power and the and the. If they've got that much money, the income has come from alcohol sales. So it just goes to show how much people are actually drinking. But they were saying that people aren't actually listening as much to the alcohol ads. I actually read that today and I thought, are you sure? And they were saying that, you know, no, whilst these ads are representing have a great time, you know, be fun, be popular, you know, be accepted. And this is what they do represent, let's face it, especially the ones that are on television or, you know, the moving ones where you go to a bar and, you know, you know the rest of what happens. And the same here. I see it even just going up and down the river on that big square screen, you know. It's a bottle of beer this big, you know, with the beach and some message. And, you know, it goes on and on and on. But the thing is, I don't think you're ever going to shake it. But they said that they're not paying as much attention. However, women are drinking more. We know this. Mm-hmm. Women are well. drinking yeah. more. And what they were saying to you is that back in 2002 to 2013, 58% now are more at a high risk drinking level than, you know, basically they were before that. 
But more importantly, during that time, 83, then I was saying to Polly, 83% and our dependence on alcohol. Mm-hmm. So that 2002 to 13 period was a really big, 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 big drinking, big, big drinking period, I can tell you right now. And I think, I think it got worse. It just got worse, I think, after that. I think a lot of it is um, everything changed for women, didn't it? We, we became well, yeah. a lot more independent. We were making That's our it. own living. We were, yeah. you know, we were, we were earning our own money. We were, we're of a generation where we went out to work. Our mothers are of a generation that stayed at home a lot of the time, aren't they? I don't know how you feel about that one. That's what I was going to say. Sorry, yeah. Don't worry, you know, you, you, you in. Yeah, no, I was going to when you said about that, what, what came to mind was sort of, you know, back in, in my day or my parents' day, we had mother's little helper, which was the gin. So I think a lot of um, drinking would go on at home maybe, um, but there, you know, at the bars and the pubs and that over here were, were male-dominated back in the 60s, 70s, they were very male-dominated places. And then, you know, we saw... As, as the generations went on, that, that women were more accepted into bars and into pubs and things. And, and just look at the, the rebranding that's been done on gin. I mean, that was Mother's, mother's Ruin, wasn't it? Mother's Little Helper, mm-hmm. but Mother's yeah. Ruin, it was known as. And look at it now. It's just really been rebranded, you know, um, and, and mainly aimed at women, I think, because there's nice bright purples and bright pinks and it's very vibrant and there's glittery ones, you know, as well. So, um, yeah, but one of the things that I was just interested of when you were talking there, King, and I was thinking that, that you guys over there have different licensing laws, don't you, in different states, different drink drive laws, different licensing laws. Do you have different advertising laws in the states? You know, like Utah, for example, because is, is, that's not a real alcohol state, or is it? I don't know. I'm, I'm thousands of miles away. So, There are also dry states and dry districts. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, there's mm-hmm. places that people cannot buy alcohol. You can go to one state um, – I remember being working up in New Jersey. You couldn't buy alcohol in a supermarket. It wasn't allowed to be ser- ser- sold in a supermarket. It could mm. only be sold in a liquor store. Right. And then in Ohio, you couldn't buy alcohol on a Sunday. You could drink alcohol in a bar. You could go to a bar and drink alcohol. Mm. But you couldn't go and buy alcohol on a Sunday. And then in the UK, it was you couldn't buy alcohol before noon on a Sunday, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. They had that one. Um, but here, yeah, the legal yeah, the legal age for drinking is 21 here, whereas right. it's 18 in the UK. During mm-hmm. the Vietnam War, they did lower the age of um, to legally drink to 18 because uh, they said, well, if we can send people off to die at 18, mm, why can't yeah. we let them have a beer? So, I mean, there's all sorts they of, of mm. things, uh, rules and regulations going on. And you talking about Mommy's Little Helper. I found a website called The Temper, and this was um, 10 gross examples of gendered alcohol marketing. Mm. And it, it's 
uh, Irina Gonzalez, uh, and this is from 2019, this article. So it's before, I saw that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's before we really got locked down with um, COVID. And um, she said she listed the top 10 gross. And she said there was a time when there was no love lost between women and the alcohol industry. When you talk about the temperance movement, there was really, you know, women hated what alcohol did to a man's psyche. A lot of these women were abused at home because of uh, the alcohol. And um, she said, today, however, the alcohol industry can't get enough of women and, in, and it is instead targeting women in their marketing effort to boost lagging sales of men and the alcohol industry as a whole. The traditional male drinking such as beer. So they're trying to change it. And here's one. It says, um, mother's little helper. I have a particular distaste for anything that refers to wine as mommy juice. And this six pack of wine bottles is a prime example of why. It's called mommy's little helper mixed pack. And it's a six pack aimed at women of drinks. Yeah. Uh, it also claims that she needs to numb out because her kids are acting up. Her husband isn't helping with housework. The domestic life is getting out of control. And all of her friends are telling her that mommy juice is the only way to quell that deep anxiety about her life. How fucking oh, scary is this? That's hey? horrendous. That's absolutely horrendous. Yep. And um, yeah, it's just... It's crazy, isn't it? It's absolutely crazy because we're, we're telling people lies. We're, we're not telling them lies. We're telling them that it is going to numb them. Yep. Um, you know, they're, it they're does. telling the truth there, I suppose. But, you know, it's that that is just awful. Absolutely awful. I'm, I'm, I'm this, not smacked, This actually. website, this <laughs> article was actually, my mind was like blown because number one of the number 10 was smuggle your booze in your tampon flask. They created, <laughs> they specifically created a lot of women by a tampon holder to take tampons in their purse, just in case, you know, yeah. because a lot of guys, if they see a woman's tampon, you know what it's like. It's like, you know, it's <laughs> so there's a little holder to keep your tampon. Well, they actually created a flask for alcohol that resembles a tampon holder. So how many of those holders can you shove in your bag with your alcohol? It's just Gosh. crazy. And you what, know what else I saw, Polly, when you go on with yeah. stuff like that? There was a girl saying she was in, you know, one of those crop tops that you wear when you're jogging and so forth. And yeah. then she had a, a zip at the side that actually had a container that you put your alcohol in. It's just... It had a little cool pack in there and it was, very nice. Just keep it yeah. cool and grab it on your own. We need wine, glass, wine glass holders for the shower. Yeah. And you know yeah. what I was just about to say was, Debs, I, I bought you um, the, your year tumbler and I bought one for another lady as well, like the tumbler to celebrate your, your year. Yeah. So yeah. And when I looked on Amazon, it actually said it's actually a wine tumbler. So that cup that I sent you, is actually a wine tumbler. It's one of these funky, jazzy cups that you yeah. put a lid on, you get a straw yeah. through, and you just get your crushed grape juice or whatever in, or your hot coffee in, and actually it is a wine tumbler. Yeah. Really? Well, I found... Yeah. I, thought it was, yeah. I thought it was coffee or tea. 
Well, there you go then. Yeah. That's that's where our mind is now because we've changed our whole mindset, haven't we? We don't associate these mm. things with alcohol so much. But no. one of the things, another thing I did, like I say, Deb did the statistics and I went down a couple of rabbit holes and there are two ladies. There's a, an Instagram page and it's called, um, what did I say it was called? Oh, it's to do with rosé wine. And these ladies, uh, if I can find the page, it's called No Way Rosé. This is. Right. And it was start, started by two ladies and they did start during the, um, oh, Yes Way Rosé. Sorry, I do apologize. And it's called Yes Way Rosé. And they've even marketed, you can get your little cooler to take to the beach or whatever. And it's pink, like the cans mm. of uh, pink rosé. And it's to hold your rosé in. And it says on it, Yes Way Rosé. And these two ladies says, they did a podcast with... Um, cherry bomb and they said we never had a drink before and at the same time it was that perfect peachy pink color that was a dream hue something we would want to wear it's sexy and stylish and gorgeous and photographs well that just says wow. everything doesn't it you know this but is how they mark and these yeah. it's scary yeah and, and just going back to that you know that Debs has just said that she thought what I got for her was for tea or coffee or it's from crushed juice. And it is, but that's the whole point. It is for that. But they're marketing it as a wine tumbler for people to disguise their yeah. drink in a normal funky tumbler. So the mum yeah. doing the school run doesn't have to have her tea and coffee in and that. You know she what? can have a wine. You're his charge because yeah. we've got them in the house. We've got three other coloured ones. They're just plain. And when we would go down there with the dogs, that's what we would take. Because they keep everything cool. We've had, we, yeah. I mean, we've had women tell their stories. And I think uh, East Guy was one who said she used hers. She yeah, would be. Costa. Yeah. Costa had them. They were, they yeah. were fantastic. And they were, um, they were cheap, too. I've been reading uh, an article, and it's actually the BB, from the BBC, which we all love and trust mostly. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, yeah, go on. Good on it was, uh, here we go to an old program. Anyone from the UK will remember their mom listening. Woman's Hour. Do you remember? Oh, yeah. Woman's Hour. Yeah, yeah. And this was specifically about the feminization of alcohol marketing. That's a tough word so to say, funny. actually. And it yeah, said yeah. how the ways marketers sell drinks to women and how patronizing and damaging it is. And it is patronizing. Men, it's made them to feel manly and, you know, guys get together and it's all butch and that. Women, it, it is actually patronizing because they treat us as, you know, we're not manly. We're supposed to have all these pink glittery things. And I think, I can't remember who it was, someone said that they saw at Christmas cocktails in the supermarket. Was it you that saw it, Karina, that looked like snow globes? Oh, yeah, Shiki, because of my petition that I'm doing, Shiki signed yeah. it and he said to me, he left me a message. And because what, what triggered me to do this petition um, which is if people want to sign the petition, it's change.org forward slash sabre support. Yeah. Um, and you can sign it wherever you are in the world. And it's about a ban on advertising of alcohol, the truth being written on alcohol that it is, you know, that it does kill. And also to 
package alcohol in plain bottles and cans. And the reason that that started was because somebody said to me that they were so tempted the other day. They're doing very well in their sobriety. They're at six weeks, but they were so tempted when they went in the store the other day because the alcohol bottles were dressed up almost like wine bottles they had beautiful little flowers and roses for the corks on top and beautiful sparkly you know really beautiful looking bottles that were calling to her and luckily she resisted so I started this petition and Shiki um, left me a voice message saying he'd signed it and, and he kind of knew what I was was talking about because at, the, at Christmas there were these bottles that had Christmas scenes at the back of them and when you shook them they had sort of glitter and gold that would come down like the old <gasps> snow globes and there's 25 of them to collect you know <laughs> and uh, it's just they're just it's it's almost like they're battling to hook you in to buy me buy me and, and I'm going to say I'm going to be honest I would have bought those when I was yeah. drinking that would have attracted me and they know it yeah. and that's what they're they're attracting us to to buy their product well a lot of them if you look at a lot of the sangria bottles you see in the supermarket they're all fancy and if you remember many years ago in the uk it was a thing to buy the chianti bottles drink Mm -hmm. your chianti and then make a lamp yes how many people drank bottles of chianti to make a lamp and the same with the um was it Matus, Matus Rosé or whatever Matus it was. Rose. Yeah, they used to buy that oh as well God. and make lamps. So, I mean, they were marketing many, many, many years ago. But yeah. they've, um, they, women are, are willing to pay up to, and they're charging us more for this, us women. For I the, that too. For the, yeah, for the joy of this, they, we pay through the nose. Yeah. Or I and used will, to yeah. until I reached the point where and. I reached a point where it didn't matter what kind of wine it was. It all tasted the same to me because I was at the point where wine was wine was wine was wine. If it was a three bottle, three dollar bottle of wine, it didn't bother me if it was that or a thirty dollar bottle of wine. Mm. It all tasted the same once I'd got to the point of no return, which a lot of people say, well, I can moderate. I'm all right. Well, so could I at the start. Yeah, but it's insidious. (laughs) It's insidious. And so is the marketing to women. It's like you need to relax at the end of the day and this is how you do it. No, it's not. And like King was saying with his statistics, this will make you happy until it doesn't. This will relieve you. That's what they say. Yep, yep, yep. no, that's what I just wrote. Just exactly what you said, Polly. That women were prepared to pay up thirty percent more for the same goods as men, like for personal products and things like mm-hmm. that, just to have their own. Isn't that interesting? And then you're right. They came out with chick beer, pink packaging, oh, and, and low calorie. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> I've never heard of it. But, yeah, I mean packaging incredible. And then they had cocktails that were a pastel color, but they dazzled and they were on Instagram. And then of course you had Mummy Time Out and Wine Hour, which we all know. Happy that has that's a whole industry itself right there, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And you know they target mummies and starve for happy hour. That's exactly what it said on the internet, and it's, it's incredible because the image has been opened up. The stigma's gone. The mummies yeah. need to type off. Oh, your kid cried. Oh, oh, you know, once you start, because let's face it, babies are a handful. You know, it's on. And what's drinking all about? I can find an excuse. Yeah, I think um, didn't um, 
and marketing is going to give you more than one. Yeah, one of the one of the girls who does podcasts, one of the um, badasses, she said that she, she was drinking, um, and what scared her was she neglected her child because of her drinking, yeah, and that really scared her, and it does. I well, I think. We belong to uh, the community of I Am Sober and I think, and their book club, this book this week was, what was it called, King? The book club? Oh, yes. Yeah, sorry. Um, drunk mom. And it, women drinking is the norm now. It's, and uh, like the marketing around it and relieve your anxiety. Ha. What does it do? All the things it says it does, it creates the exact opposite. And we know because we've got women's groups where we've got women who are just absolutely devastated with how they've sunk so low with their alcohol. And these are some of them are moms with young children. And the anxiety is through the roof. The shame is through the roof that they because we all know this is stuff we've done to ourselves, but we've. We've bought into the advertising industries, marketing ploys. We need it. We need it to relax. But, you know, this is a really interesting point too. Sorry, Karina, I'm just going to say a couple of lines. It said that a lot of the mums have been transported back to carefree youth with no responsibilities. And I thought about that and I thought, Mm. there's something in that. Mm. Yeah, because uh, when you drink alcohol, it takes all your inhibitions away, doesn't it? You know, girls' weekends away. Yeah. And again, you laugh about these housewives show, but I'm telling you what, there are a lot of people who watch them. There are a lot of people who are influenced by that. Let's get away. Let's have heavy drinking. I've got a bunch of girlfriends who are doing it, as we probably speak. Um, And they do more more, um, like getting away now than they ever used to, you know, and they're forever booking houses and going away. Girls' weekends are now a thing. They never used to be. Yeah, women never used to do girl, it. Girl, ladies' weekends, uh, they've made the break and saying, yep, I need it. I need to get away, you know. I mean, and how many um, posts you see either on Instagram or Facebook or whatever the medium is that, that people use where you've got friends who are showing, we're on the girls' weekend, and the first photograph you see is the kitchen and lined up are all the drinks. My girlfriend's terrible. On Facebook, she has the counter and the drinks. I was like, I've never known her to drink anything but beer. And now she's like quite the cocktail connoisseur. God bless her. Not me and not anymore. I'd rather have a cup of tea and go to bed. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, you know, Get a good I night's mean, sleep. So, I, yeah, I, go I, on, Karina, what are you going to say? I was going to say, I purposely now, it's funny because I, I thought what you are going to say is the first picture when you have the weekend away is the glass of drink. You know, you said the yeah. glass of drink. Yeah, it is. So I, oh, God. I, pur- I purposely have my cup of coffee or something in front of me now, so I still shame a drink. <laughs> it's like proudly showing off that. Um, how yeah. many people sit there? I mean, and we've done it. I mean... You go into the supermarket and it doesn't even need to be a special occasion now. It used to be Christmas um, and things like that. And um, It's the greeter at the door, alcohol. It, the alcohol is right there in front of you. It's the greeter at the door. It's the Walmart greeter. When I, yeah, when I walk into one of my local supermarkets, in front of me when I go through the door at all the checkouts, I have to turn right and go through all the alcohol to get into the supermarket 
And yeah. when you get in there and you see that whoever has done the beer it, for any big event like Super Bowl and play, things like that, there's this big display. Big cardboard um, display. Yeah, yeah, and they've made this big display out of all the packages of cans of beer. You know, someone's took a lot of time to do it. I mean, yeah, it's someone's job, bless them. But go ahead, Karina. <laughs> You'll say Andy used to work for Asda, Associated Dairies or Walmart. I think it is over there years ago, years and years ago. Yeah. I used to work for when we were in Lincolnshire. And the they used to, their display, it is a big fine art, even back then, mm, 20 yeah. years ago. It's probably even worse now. But they used to have from head office, they'd actually have a blueprint and a plan of exactly yep. how everything had to be displayed. So it was the same through all the shops. So they're actually instructed on how to do all those displays and how to make them. And um, I, I'm kind of, I was going to say I'm dreading, but actually I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to it now because it's going to be Mother's Day here soon, um, mid-March. So I'm going, to, I'm going to go in there purposely and just see what, um, what displays and that they are. I must say, though, thinking about it, the co-op, is the only place that I know of over here that actually have all their alcohol in their alcohol aisle, which is right at the, the furthest from the door. Yeah. Every other shop, it's creeped forwards more and more and more and more and more, and it just pops off up in amongst the meat. Or well, we just, the yeah. You just had Valentine's yeah. Day, so you've got all the flowers and yeah. the nice chocolates, and you pair it with this wine or mm -hmm. that Wine. Yeah, well, and, yeah. yeah, and the Yes Way Rosé, they did a big ad campaign last year saying, don't buy your mom roses, buy her rosé. <laughs> so, um, you know, it's... Oh, it's it, crazy. It's crazy, it's crazy the way that they, they market it. And like King was saying, a lot of the advertising is subliminal. And mm -hmm. you were saying that um, you watch an advert and you look and you think, well, what was that about? but it got you talking about it. And that mm. was the whole point of it. You may not understand what it was about, but you are thinking about it and you are talking about it. So they've succeeded. Mm. And it's like with summer coming, hopefully at some point, <laughs> um, all the ads will start, start up for the beach and uh, vacations and people are, the amount of people we deal with within the sober community that say, oh, my God, I've got a vacation coming up. I'm dreading it. You know, everybody's going to be drinking because everybody seems to think that a vacation is a booze fest. It's the first thing they think of. Yeah, it was for me. I get pissed for I'd even got on the plane five o'clock in the morning, you know. Yeah, um, the bar's open. It was a booze fest. It was. Um it's not, thank goodness, now, but, um, yeah, it, it was. And, you know, you talk about subliminal advertising. I mean, obviously, they're, they're, they're putting it right out there now in our faces and telling us lies, yeah. or not lies, it does none. But there are subliminal things, messages. Have you, have you ever seen that, um, that little clip of the people playing, playing basketball and you have to count how many people are wearing red shirts or something. Yeah. And you count and you, that's what you're focusing on and you count it and you say at the end, and then you watch it again, exactly the same clip slowed down. And there's a, a guy dressed as a grizzly bear actually comes in the middle of all the people playing basketball and goes out. And he was in the first video, but you don't see it because what you're looking at, is what you've been told to do, which is count all the red tops. Mm -hmm. And that's what goes on in advertising 
all the time. There's mess, you know, that's how a lot of hypnotists work. A lot of days, you've ever seen Darren Brown and that, they're getting people to do things. It's because they've had days and days of just leaving subliminal messages everywhere. But mm. they're not even doing that now, are they? They're coming out with it and telling you, you know, it's mummy juice. Right. Mummy juice. juice, yeah, wine time. And this, this, exactly. I'm this article from um, Woman's Hour. Um, They're targeting women in the case of alcohol. This is what the experts are saying, that marketing often links drinking to perceptions of what women are seeking, friendship, relaxation, empowerment. We see that these companies are using empowerment as a form of market segmentation. If Mm -hmm. only you know women had the right products, the right alcohol drinks, they could achieve anything. And this comes from, um, this is from a lady at the a lecturer in marketing at the University of Liverpool. You know, it, it is, it's saying that if you drink your wine, you can relax. If you drink your wine, you are, you are a strong woman. You know, strong women do this, powerful women do that. Um, they've all flagged, the, all the alcohol abuse organizations, et cetera, in the health industries have flagged the fact that more women are drinking at unhealthy levels, as well as a rise in female binge drinking and alcohol-related deaths. But it's not clear if their message is being heard amid the barrage of female-oriented, oriented, sorry, alcohol advertising. So, while the health industry and the abuse prevention organizations are trying to get their message through, they're being, they're being, their voices are being um, silenced by the alcohol industry with all this barrage of advertising to women. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's interesting because you know the, the, the petition I'm doing it's had two thousand four hundred views, fifty shares, and yeah. only ninety eight. Only 98 people have signed it from 2,400 views. And that's wow. because, like, oh, what, what's this person going on about? You know, what's the matter with alcohol? Alcohol's wonderful. The advertising people are telling us it, you know. And if it was really bad for us, it wouldn't be legal and blah, blah. And this is the mindset that, that we completely have. And I had one person had, had read my petition and they said to me, um, yeah, well, I completely get it and I completely respect you. I'm not going to sign because I think people have the right to have, have a choice um, to drink or not. And I, and I was like, yeah, I completely respect that. But actually, I believe that people have the right to an informed choice. Yes. And that's not what people are getting. People do not have an informed choice. There's no balance. Oh, the truth. No, there isn't. There's no balance between um, the damage that alcohol causes. No. And the marketing industry. Look what they did with tobacco. Mm. They used to advertise tobacco on the TV all the time until, you know, all the damage that alcohol, that tobacco causes. And they took all the advertising off the TV. Mm-hmm. And then they put the warning on the, the, the packet of cigarettes. Yeah. Why can they not do the same with alcohol? Tobacco is a drug. It's legal mm-hmm. in the same way that alcohol is legal. It's a drug. Why can they not do the same with alcohol that they do with tobacco? Which is exactly what I'm petitioning for, Polly. Yeah. As we know, it's the third biggest killer. Tobacco is the sixth. So, yeah. you know, it's Tobacco gets the brain in the same way as alcohol gets the brain. They both kill you. They both kill you, yes. <laughs> uh, and also it's like 
I used to smoke. And the one thing I used to do was I'd have a cup of tea and a cigarette because it seemed to go together. I would relax. Mm -hmm. You know, it's the same kind of mentality in both, isn't it? And this, this, this marketing at women, um, it's trying to make women understand that they can be busy housewives, busy mothers, hold down a career and have a drink of wine at the end of the day because they've worked fucking hard for it. Excuse my French. So, you know, and it's, that's why they need it. There's too much multitasking. I need to numb. You are a strong woman. You are powerful. Um, You need your girl time. Like King was saying, you need your girl weekend so as you can get away from all the pressures of life. Excuse me. (laughs) I had a great early weekend the other weekend. You did? But I mean, what I'm saying, I mean, I. But but what I'm saying is it can be done. You can go and have a great yes. early weekend without. Without the alcohol. If anything, you laugh yeah. more because you remember. Oh, God. oh gosh. Do you know what? I, I said to the girls, I think when anybody rings that hotel now to book, they're going to say, do you drink alcohol? And if the person says no, they're going to say, you can't come in. We've got no room. <laughs> <laughs> because yeah. we love so, so much more. But yeah, it was just brilliant. Absolutely well, brilliant. This this lady from Liverpool, she says that uh, she talks a lot about the marketing, and she said uh, there's trends towards female focused marketing, and it's unsurprising given the rise in women's socio economic power because women are becoming more it. powerful. That's it. More and, and that's led to the emergence of multiple new alcohol products targeting female customers from mm. fruit-flavoured mm. beers to low-calorie beverages. Um, and there's a focus on slimness, weight, pink packaging, glitter, messages of sisterhood, all female friendships, motherhood, and also the all-time favourite, sexiness. <gasps> oh no so, <laughs> yeah yeah and women's international women's day valentine's day and even mother's day they will hit us hard mm-hmm. and they'll, they'll they'll make the men realize that well if you want to get around the wife or the mom go and buy her a bottle of fancy wine or a, wine, a fancy yeah. bottle you know, one of, one of the most, sorry, I was going to say one of the most brilliant combinations of end sales that ever happened was the sale of Skinny Girl. Oh, yes. Right? Yeah. $100 million. That's what Bethany Frankel made. Good and God. Now she is making everything. I don't know what, there's, what portion. There's salad dressings and all sorts. Isn't there this? is a whole line. Yes, and right. why? Because women wanted locale. Right, that was the, the the big appealer, skinny margaritas. Right, we want so, the low calorie, know. but we're not willing to compromise on the alcohol part of it. Oh. We want air alcohol, but we don't want the and, pounds and the and the and the the weight gain. But here's the awful thing: I was thinking this morning. Oh my god! Say I was drinking because I presume she still drinks, and that was my brand, and I sold it for that amount of money. Would I feel bad? <laughs> I was thinking, I don't know, hundred million dollars. Like, says a lot, doesn't know. it? Um, it's just, a lot. I don't know. But, I wish they'd I mean, leave us alone. Yeah, there's so, so much, it's yeah, it's so much bigger than us and always will be. That's the thing. Um, it's the, when they're getting to the younger females too, because the younger women are getting they're getting sicker, they're affecting their health. Yes, and women are 
drinking and doing other things a lot younger when they get out of, you know, elementary school. <laughs> my my one son Crazy. lives. Yeah, my one son lives on a main street. And you can watch out the window in the early hours of either Saturday morning or Sunday morning. And the scary part is seeing young women staggering down the street, falling all over the place, mm-hmm. drifting into the mm-hmm. road, etc., falling on the pavement, laughing. And they are absolutely, excuse my French, shit-faced. Yep. Shit-faced. Um, and so vulnerable, you know, yeah, so vulnerable. So vulnerable. And um, the, the fruit flavored alcopops, that was the word I was mm-hmm. thinking of. They brought, brought oh, out right. all the yeah. alcopops, didn't they? And yeah. it was aimed at women. Yeah. And now we've got these hard, we all started drinking seltzer waters, didn't we? The, the, the flavored seltzer waters. So what have they brought out now? Truly, right? Yeah, so not just true. that. There's a lot of them actually now right. that they brought Felt out the these, the these um, what are they? Oh, God. There's there's all sorts of seltzer waters, strong seltzer waters that are uh, seltzers that are alcohol. Right. So if you didn't know. They're all over it. They're all yeah. over it. We can buy white claw, white claw. Uh, we can get little gin and tonics in the can and sort of all those sorts of things, pink gin and tonics in the can like you can seltzer and that now over here. But well, it's like this. Ladies, yes, Rosé. Yeah. Um, ladies, I'm going to have to pull into the station because I haven't got a phone charger on this carriage. I did come first class on a real train what? earlier. Uh, yes, oh. and I did. Oh. Um, Travelling well, in style. <laughs> yeah, but I, I forgot my phone on this train that I'm on now. My battery's about to go, so I'm going to have to. Well, lovely, the train. Tra- lovely. It train was good to have you on the train you. with us, darling. It's good to get back on it now and again, isn't it? And just it reinforce what we're brilliant. doing. So yeah, brilliant. Okay, well, you take care. Love to you both. Alrighty, love you. Take care. Bye, bye, bye. Um, it. By Karina. We, like we, um, we sound like we just threw her out the train, out the car. Yeah, chuck her off, chuck her off, chuck her off. Next. But um, here's one. We could do a marketing campaign on Don't Pink My Drink. Uh, a 26 don't, don't, don't pink, pink. pink My Drink. Oh. <laughs> I thought you were like, pink Here we go. Okay, Blue for a boy, pink for a girl. So they're aiming and everything you know, pink. And it doesn't even have to be that way. That's such a crock of crap. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, Colours are colours. Colours are marketed all the time. I think, you know? what I, yeah, what I dislike is how gullible I was. Do you think if somebody really wants a damn drink, they give a shit whether you go to a shop and there's only red or not, you know, pink and not blue? You're okay. take whichever freaking one's got That's what I said. Once I, was well, once I was well into my alcohol, it didn't matter. And that's just being honest. You don't care at the time. Just give me whatever, mate. I'm out of here. Okay? And, so... You know, I'm just sorry. I was just I'm, look at the, the the numbers here. The Texas total expenditure amount, and this is like this is the November of 2021, 486 million US dollars. The industry spent 27.5 million US dollars on outdoor advertising in the US, and the sector's total ad expenditure was 486.1 million. That is from oh my god, that's crazy. Yep. Let's have a look here. Yeah, it's like they target women saying, if you like you said, the, the three things they target it's with still, women are happiness, independence, and empowerment. 
Yeah. That was the distilled spirits industry. Mm-hmm. So like said, yeah. Johnny Walker wow. is a huge here we did one on, on I think got a blue one it. now. Well, I said to you about Johnny Walker. They brought out they sound like an advocate for advertising. Sorry, yeah, we're not game, people, mm-hmm. listeners. I've had to I was in advertising for many years. So Yeah. Uh Johnny Walker um brought out because Johnny Walker were, is a huge whiskey industry, obviously. They brought out Jane Walker to aim it at women and make women whiskey drinkers. I didn't know that. That's crazy. Uh, yeah, and jumping yeah, on the trend well, maybe of women who, drink, women who drink like men. You know what? And all in the face of equality. Yeah. And like I said to you, the numbers here that I've been reading, that women are rising. They're not only are they drinking as much as men, Today, they are drinking, actually, they're surpassing them. Because well, why they're saying here, they've got to cope. What, you know, here we go. Another like excuse, I, yeah. any excuse, whatever it will be. What it's color like can I, you make it yeah. now? Another like, I, yeah. like I said at the beginning of this podcast about um, women being against alcohol, the suffragette movement. But this, this article here... Um, the end part says fuck drinking, and we're right, fuck drinking. We're not doing it anymore. But it says the ang- alcohol industry was against women getting the vote. But now they've figured out that a better way to keep women down is by telling them that they deserve the pink drinks served up 24-7 in sparkly flasks, bracelets, tampon holders, whatever you can oh, put it crazy. in. And like I say, these these... These two ladies, bless their hearts, they may be able to drink responsibly, which is what you see. I mean, always in the fine print, drink responsibly. Yes, yeah, if that freaking works, it doesn't work. I mean, there are people who can have one drink, they're normies, but there are some of us that just can't do it. And unfortunately, I'm one of them. I did fall for the advertising. Women drink wine, so I started drinking wine. My kids were grown up. It was I need I could relax at the end of the day with a glass of wine and and it would it would help me to sleep, it would help me to chill out, but it's all false. It's well listen bullshit. to this, see if this comforts you. Bull Alcohol crap. advertising shrank nearly twice compared to the overall ad market in twenty twenty. It fell eleven point six percent compared to six point four percent of the market as a whole. The findings said that brand finances were squeezed by reductions in consumption volume. The average price per drink and profit margins. The combined ad spend in the category fell from seven point six billion in two thousand nineteen to six point seven billion in two thousand twenty. That's not much of a drop. Billion, so that must be global. That's crazy. But how crazy many? Numbers. How many women um, took to Instagram and? Facebook and Twitter but, and all that during the pandemic saying. Exactly. And they said that. They said they used the pandemic. A lot of companies use the pandemic to advertise. Absolutely. And that's what they do, isn't it? Anytime, any place. They're running Take out advantage. of What about all the people now, women included, and men who have gone through the pandemic and we got off the, we got off the ride, right? Yeah. But are still on the ride and now know at this, this point you're saying to yourself today, well, I've drunk way more, and this is like maybe I've got an issue here. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yep. That didn't maybe two or three years ago. Well, I mean, the one thing that didn't shut down during the pandemic was alcohol sales. 
so what people could actually is, have it delivered to the house. That's, I mean, that's, that's what I'm saying. They make it convenient, right? Go on. And in Texas, where I am, you couldn't do takeout until the pandemic. And when we were coming to the end of this, they they took a vote to see if people could still have wine delivered with their meal. And they voted yes for it. So it's going to carry on. I mean, people are going to drink more and more at home because they can order takeout to be delivered to the house. And while they're right. having that, they can have their alcohol delivered at the same time. And again, this is how brilliant marketing is. Now we've got DoorDash and we've got Uber yep. Eats and we've got all the, all the food deliveries. Mm-hmm. Well, guess what? It was only a matter of time, right, before the alcohol got on board. And even when the pandemic was on, the essential businesses were still alcoholic stores. Now, yep. you can't tell me that there's not some fidgety digity going on at the back of wherever to make that happen. You I mean, know, uh, they become essential stores. Essential for what? The, I mean, look at, yeah, and you're talking, talking <laughs> you get, about the, yeah. I mean, how many mom and pop and small businesses closed down during the pandemic mm. one industry that didn't shut down? Yeah. And had no, there was no shortage of alcohol. People primarily, <laughs> those little shops, don't they? They live on snacks and alcohol, those little market mm-hmm. shops. Yeah. But you had these little mom and pop restaurants that couldn't survive. Yeah, it's sad. You know, and it was sad, but the one industry that did survive during all of the pandemic was the alcohol industry. And women in particular were marketed hugely during this because they were at home with kids being homeschooled. They were try- trying to do their jobs. There were women drinking in the morning. They weren't just having their wine in the evening. They were drinking all day. You know, it's scary what they do to us and what they make us believe. We don't need alcohol to calm us down, to help us sleep. In fact, it does all the opposite. And I think the more people start standing up and saying, I mean, if you're a normal drinker, good luck to you. Yeah. Right. But I think the normal drinker is becoming a minority of the alcohol sales the normal drinker, oh, it's the binge the normal, drinkers and the women. And a lot of the, oh, don't you think a lot of the normal drinkers are tipping into could have, could have, could have a could problem? Have, yeah. Well, it was like I said, it's insidious, isn't it? We start. I mean, I started with a glass of wine and look how it went. Two bottles a night. Yeah. But you Two can't bottles. measure it. That's the thing, isn't it? You can't measure it with a stick. No. You can't say that, okay, you're going to be drinking two bottles of wine within 10 years. That's ridiculous. You know, everybody's different. I, I know, know that. And I think and what they do to us women, I mean, it is demeaning. It is, it, it's treating us like idiots in some ways. It, like we can't think for ourselves. You know, we're all girly, girly. I'm not all girl. I'm female, but I don't, I'm not all girly, girly. I don't need frou-frou. You know, don't treat me like an idiot. They treat women, they still treat women like second-class citizens, like they haven't got a brain. They're supposed this, you're supposed to drink this because it makes you feel powerful. Can you not feel powerful without it? That's what I said. I just reverse every single thing now that I hear about alcohol. That's exactly what I do. And what you just did, put the word not in there. Yeah. No, it doesn't get rid. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. When you, when you say it like that. I'm not, know, you know, it takes a while for you to wake up 
it takes a while for for us to wake up yeah, but eventually look. we do and um i i don't know i don't know where it's going to go from this i think um i think women are going to be targeted more and more and it it's up to the individual i i can't tell a woman not to drink it's up to her not to drink i can only take talk about it from my own perspective but um all i think like with the tobacco industry the alcohol industry needs to be held accountable especially where women are concerned uh because there's less there's less it's less targeted at men now because the men are hooked they're Mm -hmm. there it's a manly thing to go out and have a beer and sit in the bar or whatever now it's the women they're targeting so in about 10 years' time, what are we going to be like? I know, but the women are empowered. And you're right, because the kids know more today and they know a lot more about everything earlier. Yeah, we've got to get the message to the kids. They're exposed to so much more than we ever were growing up. And again, you know, it's like an old battle axe, but, I mean, it's just the way the world's gone. And there's so much choice out there and there's so much of everything. And, again, another overstimulated market. Yeah. Do you remember the old days, and not to talk about alcohol all the time, but – it was just beer and wine. You'd go out to a function, a barbecue, or something. It was just beer and wine. You wouldn't even, and you'd bring your own because not everybody had a lot of money when you were young. And you know what I mean? But, but want, going back years ago, we didn't have 24 7 advertising. And we didn't have advertising. Well, we did on tally a bit for beer and maybe a couple of wines, but they used but, to advertise lemonade, lemonade and that. You know, remember, remember Black Lady? Mike's Hard Lemonade. No, but I'm talking just normal, black, like Black Lemonade, yeah. soda. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, but anyway. you know, it's just crazy we, the I way think, we're targeted. Yeah, we are, and we just—it's going to be here to stay. And I think a lot of the people now who they've actually got and grabbed another group in this pandemic. I truly believe that. Yeah. And I think, it, like I say, us, women yeah. were vulnerable during the pandemic because they were dealing with um, family members who were sick. They were dealing with children, uh, being homeschooled, trying to hold down jobs, trying to find supplies. And a lot of it, I mean, I'm not saying men didn't suffer as well, guys. I know there were a lot of guys right in there. No, but we're still talking about women. But we're talking about women. Um, we don't ignore the guys. We are talking about them. And, um, I think women have got to become more aware of what is being done to them because it is. And we've got to hope that um, like with the youth today, and like you said, they're becoming more aware. Hopefully women are going to start to become more aware and start saying, well, no, I'm sorry. I'm not going to put up with that. I'm going to get empowered, get empowered in the opposite way to what the alcohol industry is trying to make us empowered because it's not empowering. Not to me. Or at least take a look at yourself and ask, you know, if you if you try and moderate and you cannot, then there's your answer. The big book, the AA book, says that you don't have to be a daily drinker to have a, an alcohol problem. You do not? No. If you go out once a week and binge drink, if you were to drink three bottles of wine on a Saturday night, you are you have an alcohol problem. Yeah, it's about volume. Yeah. It's not about the quantity, it, it's volume in one single go. And it can be once a week. It could be once every six weeks. It's still an alcohol problem. I've enjoyed this. Have you? Yes, it's gone very quickly. And it's said again, there's a lot to unravel, isn't there? But we just yeah. know that the dominance and then you talk about the power of it, it is here to stay. We can only do what we can do. And God bless Karina. She's trying to now get yeah. the petition going and 
Um, but, you know, we spread the word slowly, don't we? And eventually it gets out there. If we can influence just one person, then, you know, what we've just done for this short podcast is. Because at the end of the day, people are free to make their own choice. This is it. That's I mean, thing. we made our choice to stop drinking and we made our choice to stop buying into the crap that they keep selling us. But they also, uh, sorry, and also people did stop smoking. Yep. So things can happen. We never know. Oh, yeah. We never There's... know. There's, um, I just sit back and watch now. I sat, uh, one thing I was thinking about the other day that the, the people go on about the shortages of this, that, and the other. We know there's no shortage of alcohol, but maybe it's time to not have so much plenty. Maybe mm. it's time to go back to the basics um, and not have, not live in a time of too much plenty where we are spoiled. Yeah. You know what we should do? We should pretend that we're children again and we only get like our treats <laughs> once a week. You That's know, it. when you go yeah. when you go shopping and my mum would buy us coffee apples. That's and it. We, and we couldn't wait for them to get home when I was a teenager and, and stuff like that. And it is true, you just value it so much more. I um, think, yeah. Um, but I also like think I say, people aren't silly. Sorry, getting back to that, though, with advertising, I know because I sold it for many years, people yeah. are not silly these days. You know, you've got to show them benefits, and this is what I don't understand. Alcohol is the only thing that you that has this humongous business that doesn't that shows you know, that doesn't really show you long term benefits. There are none. There are none. There are none. So that what does that tell you? That the human population wants the instant high. We want that dopamine. Well, we're back to instant gratification, isn't it? That's what I'm saying. Instant gratification. Yeah. You know, so, at the end of the day, this glass well, of wine will remove all the anxiety you've gone through today. Right. At the, you know, sit there, uh, mommy, the kids are, you know, the kids have driven you crazy. The husband's not putting the trash cans out. I'm going to go and have a glass of wine and hide in the corner. Yeah, fine. Yeah. Go and off. then and then we'll do it all. We'll do it all again tomorrow. Tomorrow, the same way. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. And and then right, you well, get up. You get up lovely. the next. Yeah, you get up the next morning and you turn around and you say, oh, "I'm not going to do, do that again. again." And then four o'clock comes and you think, "Sod this." <laughs> well, like I say, we're not experts, but, but we're aware. Did. And people, yeah. when you're aware, that is half the battle. You have the choice. You have the power. That is it. it. Everything comes down to choice. You've got a choice of whether you drink or whether you don't or whether you buy into what they're trying to sell you or you don't. Um, I'm not cool with whoever drinks. Whatever you want to do, knock yourself out. Yeah, I'm yeah just, it's what choice. What I did for me, oh, boy, yeah, yeah. So, but anyway, I've enjoyed this. Thanks we will for... continue to educate <laughs> on another time, another on the train. On oh, yeah, day. yeah. We're not like I say, we're not experts, but we just had fun chatting. Talk to you again soon, folks. Thanks, King, right. for joining me, and oh, thanks for Karina. Yeah. yeah, thanks, Polly. I'll see you Yeah, right. no Bye. sippy, no no sippy, no slippy. Pour it down the sink, guys. Bye. Yeah, pour it down the sink. Bye.